You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This week on the Paracast, we welcome back a friend of the show, and he's no stranger to you if you already are regulars in the forums at forum.theparacast.com. That's because he is one of our moderators, but he also hosts his own radio show called Dark Matters. He's the one, the only Don Ecker. Don, welcome back to the Paracast. Oh, thank you so much, Gene, for the invitation. I appreciate it. This week, we're going to focus on, first of all, the fakers, the frauds in UFO research. These are the people who drag the entire field down, the people who make you think that UFO research is toxic. Don't do it. Don't get involved because you have all the crazies and the confused ones. How did you get involved in exposing people of this nature? Well, of course, when when I first became involved in the field, this was certainly not in the area that I wanted to go. But going all the way back practically to the beginning, after I was on board UFO magazine, my wife Vicki and I had gone down to San Diego for some conference or something that was going on down there. And I'm talking about back in the very early days, around 1990 or thereabouts. And uh, while we were down there, Somebody that we knew introduced me to a fellow that I was told had been a former Air Force pilot. And not only a pilot, but had been in a squadron back in the early 50s based out of Utah and uh, had been tasked in this quote, unquote, secret squadron with being tasked to chase and photograph UFOs when they popped up. I found the story interesting, but what was even more interesting about the story was that this guy was featured in Timothy Good's massive book, Above Top Secret. Now, his name, when it was presented to me, was Guy Kirkwood. So I chatted with him for a while. Very charming man, very uh, well-spoken. He, uh, boy, could he spin a yarn. I started thinking about this would make a fascinating article for UFO magazine because primarily that's what we were doing. So I asked Guy if he would be interested in my doing several interviews with him and uh, doing it for the magazine. And he was very amenable to that. But then I asked him for something that apparently, in his book anyway, was an oops. I asked to see a copy of his military discharge papers. I wanted to prove to myself that this guy, in fact, was a, uh, a pilot. And ha, to make a long story short, he gave me one of those, oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Don, I've got to find them. I don't know quite where they're at right now, but, hey, I'll get back to you. So I gave him my phone number. Well, time started to go on, and I heard nothing from him. Uh, and, of course, there was a lot going on, on on my plate at that time, Gene. I probably, after a few weeks or a couple of months, forgot about it. Well, then about a year went by, and suddenly there was a new television 
program coming on. And, and back in those days, it seemed like there was something being broadcast each week on the UFO topic. I mean, encounters and sightings ended up coming out. There was a, a show uh, about unsolved mysteries that was on. A lot of stuff happening. Not to mention the periodic Larry King specials that would come on talking about the subject. And my phone started literally ringing off the hook. And I had a number of people call me, uh, one guy in particular, whom I recall, a fellow by the name of Fritz Kron. And Fritz asked me if I had seen this program, this new program that had just come on. And among some of the people on it were Linda Howe and this guy that I had met the year previously, Guy Kirkwood. And I said, yeah, Fritz, I did. Why? He said, well, you know that. And he, he was from Austria, spoke with a very heavy accent. Like He's, a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he said, I'll be back. That fellow Kirkwood, he's a hoaxer, a fraudster. And, and he proceeded to give me a rundown of all this information. Now, once again, hey, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going on just what this guy is telling me. Is this true? If it was true, it kind of bothered me in a big way because, look, when I entered this field. I came from a law enforcement background. I had been a policeman. And uh, when I got involved in this field, I determined at that time, as a matter of fact, I made a promise to myself that anything I got involved with, I would treat it like any other case that I had ever been involved with, regardless of whether it was robbery, murder, I mean, whatever. The same so techniques. You are a policeman. You investigate. You have a UFO case. You investigate, you don't prejudge, you try to find out what happened. Try to find out what the okay. actual facts are, absolutely. So I started doing some research, and I started calling up a lot of people that were around back in the 1960s in that era, uh, and there were still a lot of people out there. And one of the people that I ended up getting in touch with was a fellow by the name of Don Dornan. Now, Dornan had been a life, I believe it was either Life or Look. I, it might have been Look magazine. He was a photographer. That, back in the 60s, they were doing some muckraking stuff uh, that they would feature in the magazine. At any rate, he got put onto this fellow's trail, Guy Kirkwood, because he was involved with another fellow that was apparently some type of scamster. Make a long story short, he really gave me a lot of information, and it turned out with my investigation that I could never find any, and I mean no, record of Kirkwood ever having served in the Air Force, much less being a pilot. But what I did turn up were a number of uh, names that this guy had been used in the past. I did turn up some criminal charges that had been filed on this guy. Some of the jobs that he actually did hold were jobs like a fuller brush salesman. He had been a dance instructor at one point for the Arthur Murray Dance Studios and some other odds and ends. And to make a long story short, this guy was a total phony. So I had my article all ready to go. Now, one thing that I've always tried to do, I never tried in all those years to blindside anybody. So I called Guy up and I told him, I said, look, I have some stuff I want you to see. So 
you know, let's get together and uh, I'm going to show you this article I'm going to run. Well, he ended up coming out to our offices. We sat down and I gave him all the proofs, including photographs and everything else I had dug up. And uh, he sat there and he read it. And I said, well, guy, that's what's going in our in our next edition of the magazine. Now, I said, is there anything here that you want to tell me that would be mitigating circumstances in anything? And uh, basically nothing. He totally crapped out. And I said, well, you've been. Now you say totally crapped out. What do you mean? He had no answer. He had absolutely no answer. He was just totally. he, He sat there like a kid, in essence, that had been caught stealing cookies out of the cookie jar. With nothing to say. And I said, now, uh, you are still maintaining you have a DD-214. Now, would uh, uh, if, if you can provide that, I said, look, I'll include it. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll get it. Well, of course, he never did. Now, we ran that, okay? And it, at the time, was a fairly big expose because he was basically breaking back into the field. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of his breaking back into the field until confronted by the chief investigator, Don Ecker. Want to remind you that the theme for the PowerCast is provided to us by Blue Sky Music. They do themes for movies, television, and various media. Their website's located at blueskymusic.com. That's spelled with a U. No E there, B-L-U-SkyMusic.com, B-L-U-SkyMusic.com. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, if you ever hosted an online meeting, you know how difficult it is to get those meetings started. It's your reputation at stake if anything goes wrong. That's why you need the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. Go to meeting brought to you by Citrix. Everybody can join a meeting in seconds without any technical headaches. Go to meeting is so easy you'll have your first meeting in seconds. See for yourself with this free trial. Visit gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button and enter promo code podcast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Again, the Congressional Budget Office sounds the alarm, this time warns of Greek-style U.S. debt crises. You heard me right. The GAO is drawing a parallel between the U.S. economy, its debt, and the current Greek economic meltdown. With the debt-to-GDP chart climbing into unfamiliar territory, the growing budget deficit will rise to unsupportable levels. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. The Federal Debt and Risk of Financial Crises document the CBO has published is a must-read for every American, covering the risk of continued deficit spending coupled with an aging population and the rising interest rates spell economic disaster. It's imperative that you get a copy of this document and study it for yourself. Call me today at 800-686-2237, and I'll send you a free copy. Again, call 800-686-2237 and ask for your copy of the CBO document. Once again, you need to read this government report. Call 800-686-2237. 
You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful complex crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeoking Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeoking flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeoking Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeoking Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com, that's Z-E-O-King.com, for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver. That's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver, utopiasilver.com, or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. Utopiasilver.com, taking back America's health care one American at a time. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. We are back with Don Ecker. He's a moderator on the Paracast forums, longtime writer, former publisher with his wife, Vicki, of UFO Magazine, has the Dark Matters radio show, and lots more going on. Even though he retired from the field, he can't give it up. So now we confront the fraudster head-on, He never got you those documents, did he? No, the documents never came, but there's more, okay? This this is part and parcel of what makes this field, if in fact that's what it is, and I'm talking about UFOs slash paranormal, the mess, the holy mess that it really is. About, oh, a year, maybe two years passed, and of course we were involved with a tremendous amount of things with UFO magazine. And at that time, my first radio program, UFOs Tonight, which aired for almost six years on the cable radio network, I was doing that once a week. I was interviewing people from not only in the UFO field, but we we ended up interviewing everything from literally Academy Award-winning Hollywood producers like Robert Wise, The Day the Earth Stood Still, you know, The Sand Pebbles, I mean. Of course, he also did The Sound of Music, and he was a believer in UFOs. 
Don't forget West Side Story. Absolutely. And Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yes. Before yeah. they had the Wrath of Khan. They had yeah. Star Trek the Motion Picture. Can you imagine? So, I mean, these, these were the kind of people that periodically would uh, pop up on UFOs tonight. I'm sitting in my office one day and working, you know, like, like we did every day, and the phone rang. I answered it, and it was somebody from uh, the local, and when I say local, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Mutual UFO Network. I said, yeah, what, what can I do for you? And they, did you hear who they're bringing in? And I said, uh, what are you talking about? Well, on our monthly meeting, and they have usually have guests every week. And I said, uh, well, no, I haven't really been paying attention. Who? Well, Guy Kirkwood. And I said, really? What's he going to be talking about? Well, his days as a jet interceptor pilot. And I said, oh, boy. So I called up the head of MUFON at that time. And I'm not going to mention his name because he, he has since left, moved out of the area, as a matter of fact, is currently living back in the southeast coast of the U.S. And I talked to this fellow, and uh, I said, are you aware of the expose that I did? And he said, uh, yeah, Don, I am. And I said, and you guys are having this fellow come in to talk to your members? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I thought MUFON always prided itself and built itself as a scientifically-minded enterprise. Well, here, here's the problem, Gene. It breaks down now into what are we doing? Are we doing honest research, legitimate research, because we want to come to a, an informed conclusion? Or is this simply entertainment. And there seems to be a lot of people out there that simply regard this as entertainment and nothing more. And until that mindset changes, anybody that has any idea that at some point mainstream science and technology will ever take this subject seriously are simply fooling themselves. Well, we should look at the fact that there are questions about a lot of people in the UFO field. And what I mentioned to you before we got on and before we get to the pace to resistance, we go back to this so-called TV producer named Jamie Chandray, who worked with Bill Moore and was one, the person who actually got in the mail this film of the so-called MJ-12 documents. And just for the heck of it, one of our regular listeners, a friend of mine, checked online to see if there was any record of what kind of producing this guy did, Jamie Chandray. And as we know, there's something called the Internet Movie Database, where anybody, anyone who has ever worked on a movie or TV show is going to get some kind of listing. If you blew the nose of the producer, you'll be the nose blower, whatever. Hell, my, my name is in that. Right. Your <laughs> name's in there. Previous co-hosts is in there. Lots of people. Lots of people are in there, even the crew member who does very, very little. Okay, so we looked. Is there a Jamie Chandray in the Internet Movie Database? Okay? There is one listing for a Jamie H. Chandray. Don't know if it's the same guy or not. For 1975, he was involved in a movie called The Devil's Reign. His position was video. Does that mean he ran the video tape decks? I don't know. Did he have a video camera and take shots of the set? I don't know. That's the only listing. 
we can find for a Jamie Chandray in the Internet Movie Database. It goes back decades and decades. You name the star, the director, producer, writer, member of the crew, it's on there. Checked online. What, pray tell, did he produce? Well, you know, it's been literally, practically a quarter of a century since I seriously thought about Jamie Shandra. Uh, after the MJ-12 document brouhaha broke, okay, Shandra basically disappeared into the woodwork. More was still around for uh, several years, but don't forget, in 89, Moore committed professional suicide at, uh, you know, it, at uh, MUFON. So it was, you know, it, it, he basically disappeared then from, from the scene. So as far as what he did, I was always under the impression, and I can't even tell you right now where this came from, but I was always under the impression that he was in TV news. Now, uh, perhaps with all that later came out about the MJ-12 documents, uh, he deliberately, you know, bounced out of there because he knew that sooner or later somebody was going to vet him. I know that the skeptical community for a long time uh, went after that. People like Phil Class, and of course at that time, Phil Class was at the very top of the pinnacle of the skeptical community. So it's it's hard to say. I, I don't know, Gene. Uh, but I'm not surprised that he's been among the missing for many, many years. Of course, it could be that's not his real name. Well, anything, any, anything is possible. Sure. Anything is, is possible. Uh, and more, of course, went missing a long time ago. Uh, now, I've, I've talked to people, uh, for example, Greg Bishop. Not too many months ago, I came across a very historically important a show that I conducted where I interviewed more. And we were talking, among other things, we were talking about the uh, case of Paul Benowitz. And, and we'll get into happened- Paul Benowitz and what more did to Paul Benowitz with Don Ecker. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. 
ready to save? Then you're ready for the Super Summer Sale at Herbal Healer Academy. Herbal Healer has been the leader in quality natural supplements for 23 years. Log on to HerbalHealer.com and take advantage of Herbal Healer Academy's incredible savings on 500 parts per million colloidal silver. The best pharmaceutical grade available at all sizes on sale. Super Male Plex with you Himbi and Super Femplex for summer toning. Buy Glucosamine Chondroitin 60 caps, summer sale priced at only $12. Colon Enhancer 250 caps, summer sale priced at just $18. And if your brain's a little foggy, we have a great supplement on sale called Memory Power. Log on and hit the postcard specials link for more super summer savings at HerbalHealer.com. As always, new customers get a free catalog with first order. Herbal Healer Academy, healing the world with nature one person at a time. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. What's cooking at PrizeKitchen.com? Plenty! Low prices on your favorite kitchen brand appliances, Vitamix blenders, Omega juicers, reverse osmosis systems, and more. Plus, free shipping on it all. PrizeKitchen.com gives your family the tools for a healthy lifestyle by eating more fruits and veggies and drinking pure water. Go to PrizeKitchen.com. Great selection, low prices, free shipping. PrizeKitchen.com. We help make healthy lifestyles convenient. The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877 457 9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. We're back on the PowerCast. We're spending our evening with my old friend Don Ecker. He has his own radio show, Dark Matters. He's a member of our forum team at the PowerCast forums at forum.thepowercast.com. We are exposing the fakers and the suspicious people out there. And we were talking after a little bit of commentary about Jamie Chandray and who or what he is or was, Bill Moore and Paul Benowitz, for those who have just heard us on the network for the first time, 
What was the Benowitz case all about and Moore's connection to it? Well, Paul Benowitz was a civilian scientist that uh, was uh, living very close to the Manzano weapons range, uh, right next door to an Air Force base. And and right now I'm having a senior moment. The name of the Air Force base just flew out of my head. But regardless, he was uh, he was down there and he began to witness some very strange and unusual things. Now, this man had had a a very uh, long time abiding interest in the topic and subject of unidentified flying objects. He was uh, uh, and had been involved with a case of a woman and whose uh, she and her children were allegedly abducted one night on a uh, lonely, I believe it was a New Mexico road, got involved in in trying to backtrack, research this woman's story, and became convinced that not only were extraterrestrials here, probably also residing in in, uh, deep underground bases and that type of thing, but that they were also involved in nefarious things at uh, this weapons range. Now, he had taken a number of uh, photographs, had some set-up radio-receiving equipment where he was tapping into signals. He didn't know what in the heck they were and uh, started to raise quite a ruckus about it. He contacted the Air Force personnel at the base. He eventually even got in touch with his federal senator from his home state and was creating just more notoriety of this than the powers that be wanted because what he had apparently tapped into, and incidentally, Greg Bishop did a a superb job on this by chronicling this in a, a book he had he wrote and had published several years ago. But basically, this concerned the intelligence people. There was some type of a top-secret program going on, and they saw Benowitz as uh, very nearly exposing it. So it was decided somewhere to mount a disinformation campaign directed at Benowitz. Now, at that time, civilian UFO researcher Bill Moore was uh, became involved in this. Now, after Moore and uh, Charles Berlitz published the very first book on the Roswell event, the Roswell incident, Moore was regarded by many, many as being one of the top-notch UFO researchers. He was also involved with the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, APRO, and uh, with uh, the two founders. As a matter of fact, the oldest civilian UFO research organization uh, then in existence was on, I believe, their board of directors at the time. Now, we're talking about the very early 1980s. Understand APRO run by Coral and Jim Lorenzen, Jim. was one of the most prestigious 
organizations out there. I always had my run-ins with Coral Lorenz, and she was a crusty lady. But, you know, in terms of research, this was really the top of the heap. Oh, yes. They they were considered, I mean, they were up there. And uh, Bill, later it came out, apparently was uh, co-opted by the people in Air Force intelligence and God knows what other possible alphabet agencies that might have been involved in this. I have my suspicions of who that might have been, but at this point, uh, I, I could not prove it, so I'm just going to shut up about that. But uh, more later admitted that he was co-opted by these people. He wanted to get on the inside. In other words, he wanted to be in a position and work hand-in-glove with these intelligence people because at that time he thought that they, in fact, had the thumb of the government on this this, uh, enigma, whatever this enigma was. And he began... Uh, basically, and there's no other way to say it, he began working as a, a double agent. He was uh, reporting back to these intelligence people, and what ended up being the most damning thing, he was asked by these people if he would pass fraudulent documents on to Benowitz and uh, basically disinform what was happening. Now, there are some other allegations that uh, were made about this sordid affair, not the least of which they hired allegedly criminals, they, meaning the intelligence people, to break into Benowitz's house periodically. Maybe they were working for Richard Nixon. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) They would go in there, rearrange furniture, what have you, and this all began to play upon Benowitz, where he became extremely, extremely paranoid. And at one point, more relayed to me, he had gone out to meet Paul. They had gone to lunch or dinner somewhere. And in the course of a 45-minute time period, he counted Benowitz smoking something like 28 cigarettes. Now, when Moore told me that, and he could obviously see the disintegration of Paul Benowitz's mental state, there was something that in me that just turned. I could not believe that another human being in a position like that would not have, uh, you know, stepped away from that. I, I personally... Uh, in a case like that, I, I could have never done anything like that. And, and I, I actually became very angry about that. But it all accumulated when Benowitz had a mental breakdown, literally ended up in a mental health facility. And later, I mean, when, when he finally got out prior to his death, he wanted nothing to do with, with any of this. And his children today are still, I mean, very bitter about this to the point where they won't even talk to anybody. I I know when Greg was working, Greg Bishop was working on his book, and uh, he had tried to get in touch uh, with these people to talk to them, to interview them, and they they would have nothing to do with it. They were very angry about this whole thing, and rightly so. 
Well, in 1989 in July at the Mutual UFO Network National Symposium, which that year was held in Las Vegas, Moore gave one of the uh, the premier talks at that, where uh, he got up on stage for, I guess it, it ran a couple of hours. I was there. My wife was there. Uh, and, and listen to what he had to say about this, where he admitted this whole thing. And when I say he committed professional suicide, in essence, that's uh, when he, uh, he did that. And, uh, I mean, he literally went from being considered one of the premier researchers in this crazy field to uh, being persona non grata in the, in the drop of a hat. Much- I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of what happened to Bill Moore. Lots more coming up with Don Eckert. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. If you're concerned about radiation poisoning from Japan, in the air, water, or food and can't find potassium iodide? Go to RestoreYourHealthNow.com and choose Liquid Zeolite. Liquid Zeolite is hands down the best product to remove radiation from your body and safely removes toxins, heavy metals, boosts energy levels, and promotes a strong immune system. For fatigue, muscle weakness, headaches, memory loss, influenza, joint pain, or toxic radiation poisoning, use Liquid Zeolite from RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Liquid Zeolite is so powerful it was used to clean up contamination in Chernobyl, yet so gentle you won't even know you're taking it. Liquid Zeolite comes with a money-back guarantee but is only available at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. HealthNow.com. Learn how to get free bottles of liquid zeolite at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. That's RestoreYourHealthNow.com or call 800-880-9976. Call 800-880-9976 today and learn how to get free bottles of liquid zeolite. Are you tired of spending money for metal canning lids year after year? Then stop. Stop buying metal lids and get Tatler reusable canning lids. Made of USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, Tatler canning lids let you safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways that contain BPA. But Tatler canning lids are indefinitely reusable and guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning and contain no BPA. Tatler lids are dishwasher safe, perfect for standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders by phone at 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's 1-877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. 
That's reusablecanninglids.com. Tatler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, anti viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We return to the Paracast with Gene and Chris. We're focusing on Don Ecker and his efforts over the years to expose the fakers and the ones and the situations he's witnessed. And, of course, there's this infamous session at a MUFON conference where researcher Bill Moore, one of the people who helped bring out information about the Roswell case, he confesses to being a disinformation guy. Don? Yeah, it was quite a shocking admission, and uh, what really angered many people, and believe me, that night is forever imprinted in my mind, the outrage that was expressed by (laughs) so many people. Uh, And then the thing that probably solidified this in so many people's minds was the fact that immediately upon the completion of Moore's speech, he very arrogantly just turned around, literally ran out, jumped. I, I don't recall if he was in a uh, an automobile, a truck, or, or I, it might have been his motorcycle, and went roaring off into the night back to L.A., never stayed around to uh, answer any questions or, or make any further uh, admissions. And from that point on, uh, although in the in the near term, immediately following that, he was still somewhat public, uh, he basically drifted right off the radar. Now, uh, the thing that that Bill Moore and, and of course, Jamie Chandra, whom we were were talking about earlier, uh, the thing that they were most well known for was the discovery, if you will, of the MJ-12 documents. Now, What these documents allegedly were was a briefing document prepared in uh, the very end of President Harry Truman's administration, which would have been around 52, the end of 52, because Dwight Eisenhower took over the White House in January of 53. So this was allegedly prepared for incoming President Dwight Eisenhower, 
and it basically discussed the event at Roswell and a scientific slash military team of some of the top talent then in the United States that was alleged once again put together by President Truman to investigate what uh, what all this meant. Now, that began a whole new series of uh, guessing games being played. There were pro people, uh, pro MJ-12 people. There were anti-MJ-12 people. And that was literally one of the first documents I ever saw that was instrumental for pulling me into this uh, crazy field. I'll never forget the first time uh, I encountered those up on the old CompuServe computer service. And at the time, uh, Gene, and, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, and I've talked about it before on the Paracast, I had a, a, a very, by today's standards, not it wouldn't even rate as primitive, but a, a very primitive computer and a 300 baud modem that I downloaded those documents. Wow. From, you know, <laughs> must, from, have, must have taken all week. <laughs> oh, it did. And, and uh, literally, I was reading this thing as it was downloading. I mean, it was, you know. You were reading very slowly, I guess. Very slowly. Okay, word by word, it comes down. Let's get to the chase of this, of course. And that is here, it comes on film to this alleged producer. And as I said earlier in the show, if you check the Internet Movie Database, there's only one record of a Jamie Chandray anywhere online. You can't find any credentials for this guy. It's almost as if he doesn't exist. Well, but, th this, yeah. is, this is one of the things that's so crazy about this. Uh, if these documents were legitimate, and for what it's worth, for a long time, I've considered them another piece of disinformation. In other words, I don't believe them. Although, if Roswell was a real event and something happened there, something by God did happen, if it was extraterrestrial, I have no doubt that Truman would have, or whatever sitting president, would have put together a panel very similar to this. But this particular document, I don't believe. And my question has always been, going back to the very beginning, why would anybody in government have sent this to somebody like Chandra? He's basically an unknown alleged video producer. That's it. Why send it to him? He's nobody anybody ever heard of. There, there were a lot of other people. If they wanted to get this out to the UFO field, there were a hell of a lot of other people that would have been much more suitable to send them to. People like Friedman, Stanton Friedman, who had been on the trail for many, many years, and, and a few others at that time. It, but it, it, it never made sense to me. Or even had it have been sent to Bill Moore. That would have made more sense. But once again, we, we get into the, the realm of speculation. Might Moore have been the author of this? Now, he's adamantly denied that from day one. Of course, how do you know? But once again, yeah, how do you know? Well, let's go to this other case 
that you're going to update us on. And this is the one that we first described on the Paracast a couple of weeks back. Over the years, one of our semi-regular guests was a UFO researcher named Philip Embrogno. He had written a book called Night Siege with Dr. J. Allen Hynek, a very prestigious reputation. But then he's made, you know, a couple of claims there that seem to be slightly on the edge. But okay, you know, we gave him his due. He seemed to have great credentials. And then this is now public. One of our listeners, Lance Moody, a skeptic, he goes out there and, you know, he gets a suspicion. He feels something is strange about Imbrogno, finds out that Imbrogno's claims of having graduated or even attending MIT were false. There's no evidence of it. And now, as the investigation continues, we're seeing possible evidence that he has falsified some of his other credentials. And then there's this peculiar message in one online forum devoted to the strange and unknown that appears to come from Imbrogno and where Imbrogno says something really, really strange. And we can't even read the entire message here because some of the words do not work on family-friendly radio. So how did you get started with the investigation, Don? Well, let me first say that uh, I have known Imbrogno going back to the very late 1980s. When I first became uh, active in this field, I did a tremendous amount of, of reading, of research. I haunted bookstores. When I made a conscious decision that this was something that fascinated me. I had recently been medically retired. I had a lot of time on my hands. I had undergone a, uh, a divorce at that time. And uh, I basically, you know, wasn't doing a heck of a lot, except I, I was going back to school. I was taking some computer courses and some other things. This was something that really, this field of, of the unknown had really grabbed a hold of me. So I decided uh, to start doing some research and possibly some writing. And one of the books that I ended up picking up was Night Siege. Now, J. Allen Hynek was a name that was legendary in the annals of uh, UFO research. For 20 years, Hynek had been the Air Force civilian uh, consultant on the old project Blue Book. Bob Pratt, although I did not know Bob, uh, I knew of Bob. And Phil and Brogno was, was another name that uh, I was not aware of at the time. But when I came on board with UFO Magazine, there were some other things coming out of this uh, uh, case of Night Siege that took place in the Hudson Valley area of New York. Now, one of the... Uh, Parts of that case that was absolutely astounding was the alleged overflight of the Indian Point nuclear power plant by all accounts of a unknown object of gigantic proportions. And I'm talking about something that was described as being the size and length of a football field. We're talking about one big craft over a sensitive facility, a nuclear power plant. And this was a major part or one key part of the book Night Siege. And we're talking about Philip Imbrogno and how his history has come falling apart with Don Ecker. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. 
I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit then carting to a private bank having it led back at interest forcing taxes to service debt this capitalism or was jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army ted anderson i'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system call for your copy 800-686-2237 it's time to understand the system call 800-686-2237 that's 800-686-2237 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Return with us now to those thrilling days wrong radio show. We're dealing with the Paracast with Gene and Chris and Don Ecker has been telling us about Philip Imbrogno, how he knew him, and about ultimately how things came falling apart. The book is Night's Siege, co-authored also with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. We have this large craft seen over the Indian Point nuclear power plant in New York but State. Wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's so much more. When we first heard about this, now one of the things that, that uh, I'm very good at doing, I, I wanted to get this from the horse's mouth. So I immediately jumped on the telephone, uh, tracked down in Brogno, called him up. We discussed this, and he had some rather amazing things to tell me about this case. Now, we ended up doing a very big spread in UFO magazine about this, which Imbrogno contributed to. Some of the things that came out was when this unknown object flew over the Indian Point nuclear power plant. It hovered above the only, at that time, working reactor. And if my memory serves me, it was reactor number three. Now, when it did this, also, according to Imbrogno at that time, inexplicably, the security system of the power plant failed. And according to Imbrogno and one of his uh, contacts who was, as he described him then, one of the security people, these guys at the, at the power plant became so concerned that they called up a nearby Air National Guard airfield and requested an armed helicopter to come over and shoot this thing down. Now, let me ask you a fast question before you go on, Don. Is Phil Imbrogno the one and only source of all this information? Oh, no. We, we, we called up. We talked to uh, officials. And, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we vetted this story. To I understand. Our- I think we wanted to clarify that for our listeners. Right. And and I might add that uh, the officials that we talked to at the time, 
denied a lot of this information, which we also included in the story that, uh, you know, they said that uh, this didn't happen or this did happen. But we, we did talk to a lot of people. So Phil later told me one thing that stuck with me. Now, when he told me at the time, I got to tell you, my eyebrows raised quite a bit, but I was willing to listen. And uh, he told me that after that happened, periodically, people at the plant claimed that they saw entities entering and leaving the reactor wall of this operating nuclear uh, reactor. Wow, that's news to me. I never heard that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I really grilled him, and I said, well, uh, who were these people? He said, well, they're workers inside. And I said, well, Phil, I, I would love to, uh, to talk to one of these people, either on or off the record. And uh, unfortunately, that information was never forthcoming. Okay. Now, <laughs> with, oh that, with that being said, with that being said, so when this scandal, and there's no other way to, to state it but, it, but to call it what it is, this scandal of a, an individual that for many years was considered one of the most stable and uh, not, not to mention credentialed uh, fellows in the UFO field, somebody that uh, in the last couple of years started to project a much more public persona. I've interviewed him a number of times on, on Dark Matters Radio. Phil had a number of books that uh, he has recently written, had published, uh, most recently... Uh, along with co-author Rosemary Ellen Guiley on the gin. Now, the gin was, was a new facet uh, that popped out in the last couple of years, uh, which instead of so many of these unknown objects that people are seeing with an interplanetary or interstellar origin, all speculation, of course, uh, Imbrogno was floating this this idea that basically heralds back to uh, people like Jacques Fillet, John Keel, and others in the past of an interdimensional explanation on some of these things. Now, when I first heard this and I read all the books that uh, Imbrogno had written, you know, I got to tell you, this this made sense in a number of venues for me that very possibly some of these, in fact, might be good. Now, to get back to the scandal. So along about the very first part of May or the very, very end of April, I also was contacted by Paracast user Lance Moody. Now, Lance is one of the noted skeptics on the board. Now, i got to tell you, and now... It's been almost 25 years that I've been involved in this crazy field. Over those years, I've butted heads with many skeptics. <laughs> okay? Both on the, on the air, on the television, and in person. People like... I know the feeling, Don. Dr. Jim Oberg, okay? 
uh, Joe Nickel, uh, Michael Shermer. I mean, you know, I could give you a litany of all the names of, of folks that at one point or another uh, we've had discussions over various cases and uh, what have you. Now, Lance, uh, I've seen Lance around the landscape for some time now on a number of of different uh, forums and venues. And one thing that that I noticed, and as a matter of fact, a year or so back, and I'm sure the threads are are still there, we clashed uh, over the fact that he had described somebody as a moron. And, you know, in my paper that I I just published, you know, I described the Paracast as one of the much more civil and enlightened uh, forums where uh, these topics are are discussed, sometimes heatedly, yes. Well, of course, Lance can sometimes go a little over the top, let's face it. But well, boy, he's, he, he does his research and he backs up his assertions, which uh, is very refreshing. Yes, he did. In this case, he certainly did. But he contacted me. Now, this was in the aftermath of a very recent clash with me uh, where he came into the Dark Matters Radio Forum discussing one of my upcoming guests and a uh, scientific journal that was being discussed in the Dark Matters Forum in very negative terms. Now, I kind of got a little hot. I got became very heated about that because the show had not even aired yet. So I uh, uh, had one of my, I guess you could say, my my periodic temper tantrums uh, about that. When when, it only happens occasionally, it's very very (laughs) gentle, very soft spoken gentleman. Look out! (laughs) But but anyway. Uh, and and he kind of backed off. So when when I was contacted about this in Brogno business, uh, I was very suspicious initially. And uh, I I you know I wanted to know well what exact bee flew up your bonnet that uh, that caused you to suddenly take off after this fellow. And well, I, I, Don, let me let me interrupt. I, I am positive that Lance had this this flash of intuition, a psychic moment. That he will totally deny. He will totally deny this, but he he vibed in. Yes, he did. But we have another vibe. Right. I have a psychic impression right now that there are several companies out there who have announcements okay. to send to you, to give to you on the Paracast. We're talking with Don Eckert, forum moderator for the Paracast forums and also host of the Dark Matters radio show. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Fake Magazine provides true reports of the strange 
Dimension Unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Gold. If you listen to the radio, watch TV, or surf the net, you're hearing about gold. Eventually you will ask yourself, is gold right for me? The answer might surprise you. We protect ourselves and our families from many things. Do you have medical insurance? Is your home insured? Do you carry life insurance? How about financial insurance? If you own gold, then the answer is yes. If you don't own gold, the question is why don't you have financial insurance? We put our faith in things we trust. Do you trust the dollar? Do you trust the economy? Do you trust the government? Gold has always been something you can trust. For thousands of years, people have put their faith in gold. Where will you put your faith? Now is the time to protect yourself and your family. Call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. And ask for Jim Parker. Let me help you get started today. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. Local Army-Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, Military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits. Magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches. First aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bale, and a huge Molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. What's cooking at prizekitchen.com? Plenty. Low prices on your favorite kitchen brand appliances, Vitamix blenders, Omega juicers, reverse osmosis systems, and more. Plus, free shipping on it all. Prizekitchen.com gives your family the tools for a healthy lifestyle by eating more fruits and veggies and drinking pure water. Go to prizekitchen.com. Great selection, low prices, free shipping. Prizekitchen.com. We help make healthy lifestyles convenient. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes... We have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. 
That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg with Don Ecker. And we're talking about the tragedy, the scandal of Phil Imbrogno, how one of our regular posters in the forums, one of our regular listeners, a skeptic named Lance Moody, had this inspiration, this psychic impression to explore what's going on. Chris and Don, continue. Well, Lance basically ended up sending me the documentation he received from MIT. Now, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology is considered and is one of the premier learning institutions today in the United States of America. It is a prestigious school. And Phil had been very recently touting the fact that he had received a Ph.D. from MIT. And as a matter of fact, in the uh, web presence that he and Rosemary Ellen Guiley had set up promoting their newest book, The Vengeful Gin, uh, had that up there in very prominent letters. But the problem was, according to MIT, they had absolutely no record of this. Then, uh, what, what makes the Paracast one of the most unique web presences is we have an extremely enlightened and very astute body of, of people that use it. Very good thinkers. I mean, there, there are some very impressive users on that forum. And a number of them began researching other academic institutions that uh, Imbrogno had, uh, had claimed having a legacy from. And nothing, and I mean nothing, was turning up. Now, this caused me to think, because now I was basically, I was on the trail. Okay, I felt bad that I, I initially had all the suspicions that I did concerning Lance. And uh, on my radio program, Phil had on several occasions touted his military background in the United States Army's elite special forces. And I think it's important you mentioned, Don, how important one's military credentials and one's service is, especially if you're a soldier. You've given yourself to God and country You've served, you've suffered, and this is a very important, very distinctive sort of service that people should be honored if they serve. But sometimes things are not what they seem. Well, this, this phenomenon of what today is known as stolen valor is, is really unusual for a number of reasons. Now, Gene, you and, and uh, Chris are both old enough to remember what it was like during the uh, years of uh, the war in Vietnam. Now, I, I entered the Army in 1969 and ended up spending, uh, including time after I was wounded, 26 months in Southeast Asia, uh, both active duty as well as uh, when I was in the hospital. And uh, when I returned, things in the United States back in those days were extraordinarily and virulently anti-military. 
returning vets from uh, it didn't matter what you were in the Air Force, the Army, the Marine Corps, the Navy uh, were routinely reviled by by many in the public. And there was a lot of of anti-military propaganda being promoted, especially in the universities and uh, on TV. So for years, I mean, most vets from uh, that particular war basically just clammed up. They refused to acknowledge that they were there. They refused to uh, discuss it with anybody because so many had been treated so vilely. And that all began to change in the early 80s with the construction of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. And then suddenly, okay, this new phenomena spouted up of these imaginary combat vets sporting, you know, medals and green berets, and uh, they were Navy SEALs or they were this or they were that, long-range recon. And when you started to check some of these guys... It all turned out to be poppycock. I mean, there were literally even people running around wearing the Medal of Honor, which is the highest military award that can be bestowed by a grateful nation on any vet. And the fact is that probably 98% of all people ever recommended for the Medal of Honor are dead, okay, because they didn't survive uh, whatever operation they were on and and did whatever it was that they did that caused them to be recommended for it. So the Green Beret thing started playing on me, and I wondered about that. And then I saw a video up on YouTube that uh, one of the Paracast listeners had posted of a uh, documentary that Imbrogno was uh, a part of where they were examining some of the stone caverns back in uh, New York. Some very mysterious things that nobody really knows who, who built them or how old they are or anything else. But part of the interview then was conducted inside Imbrogno's home office or den. And sitting right off to the rear of Phil was the what appeared to be a human skull with a green beret on it. And when I saw that, I said, uh, okay, boy, now I'm, I'm getting to work. I'm going to put my cop hat back on, and I'm going to do some investigation. Yeah, that's kind of tacky, don't you think, Don? Yeah. You know, this is a family-friendly radio program, so I, I can't really express all my, my feelings and emotions about that. But I contacted some, some people I know in the special warfare community. And uh, one of these uh, fellows is a uh, retired 26-year Army vet who retired as a major in the Special Forces Airborne. This guy, and I mean he gave me, I, and the fellow that put me in touch with him initially is a retired colonel aviator, okay, who knows this fellow. As a matter of fact, they had worked together so, you know, I, I talked to this fellow, told him about my background, and uh, we hit it off. And I said, look, there's a guy here that I basically want to check his bona fides. He is claiming to have been a special forces trooper that was involved in cross-the-fence missions in Southeast Asia. Now, what I refer to as cross-the-fence means that they were conducting clandestine operations in places like North Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. 
And specifically, Cambodia was mentioned by uh, Imbrogno. Now, during that period of time, during the war, there was an organization, very black, very, very top secret at the time, called MACVSOG. I'll tell you what, this is the cliffhanger. Okay, we'll explain more of how this was structured. With Don Ecker, the co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. <laughs> Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Is your church, school, or organization desperately looking for new fundraising ideas? Tired of the same old candles or candy, taking orders, inventory, and low profits? Well, here's great news. 10X Fundraising guarantees 10 times traditional profits with zero hassle. For an amazing free bonus, free shipping, and an extra 10% off, enter GCN when you go to 10xfundraising.com. That's the number 10, the letter X, fundraising.com. Or call 800-480-8797. Visit 10X Fundraising for 10 times the profit today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're hanging on every word from Don Ecker. He's longtime UFO investigative journalist, host of Dark Matters Radio Show, forum moderator for the Paracast forums at forum.paracast.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. I'm the Paracast. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. We're exploring the Phil Imbrogno scandal, his claim of being in the military very distinguished claim of being a distinguished officer, all this other stuff going on, and more of what Don learned. So Mac V. SOG was the organization. They had three areas that they were conducting clandestine operations in. And they would go into these, and incidentally, they had an extraordinarily high casualty rate. God alone and the Army only know how many bodies are still over there in Southeast Asia on these clandestine operations where these, uh, these men were killed. And the last question to ask you here, recovered. when you're on one of these missions and you're lost in action, what do they tell the families? That they would have died in South Vietnam. That's it. They got, won't say what they were doing or anything. Oh, oh of course not. No, okay. body, body was unrecoverable. Now, since he claimed service in Cambodia, he would have been a part of MACVSOG CCS, or Command and Control South. They had CCN, CCC, and CCS, Command and Control North, Central, and South. And the guys, uh, the survivors of, of these groups are very tight-knit. They all know each other, okay? Uh, these, uh, these people that, that claim that service, uh, really it doesn't take long to root them out if they're phony. So I contacted this, this fellow and he put the word out through the special forces association. Now my contact lives in Texas, the special forces association. He called back, uh, near Fort Bragg. Uh, where uh, SF, you know, is, and uh, it went out worldwide. Well, the bottom line was nobody had a clue who Philip J. Imbrogno was. So he got back to me, 
And uh, I had, of course, already started to write up my paper, and that was basically uh, the accumulation of it. That, that was the end. The guy, in fact, was a phony. And it's probably, I might add now, guys, it's probably a good thing that it happened today and not 15 or 20 years ago. Because today, you know, most of those, uh, those vets are in their mid to late 60s or 70s, okay? I, I have known some of these guys, and 15 or 20 years ago, they might have decided to take a road trip back to Connecticut to look Phil up personally, but not so much anymore. So basically, that did it for me. I mean, uh, academic fraud is certainly one thing. But when you're stealing valor from people, and, and hey, it's not like today we're not involved in, in a number of conflicts around the globe and perhaps even here within the United States, there's only a thin line between some of those uh, those murderous terrorists that are out there and the American civilian public, and it's the armed forces and law enforcement that basically is, is standing firm against that. And there have been a lot of people in the last 10 years that have died in service, in combat, and what have you. And for somebody to claim those honors, which basically was nothing more than a self-aggrandizing thing on his part to make his presentation, I guess, that much more uh, desirable, that just, in my, in my book, it gets no lower than that. Worse, Don, it takes all the work he's done. And throws it into question. You fake your military credentials. You fake your educational credentials. Is there any truth to anything he says? Well, that's it. And I've got to tell you, I have started to go back and go through a lot of things uh, that that we have in our archives that uh, that came from Imbrogno. Now, I'm going to give you a scoop, okay? Because I had a telephone call from one of the people that. Uh, was instrumental in helping to get this story out. And there may be yet another shoe that is going to drop. Oh, boy. And that involves, uh, at this point, some allegations of massive plagiarism that very likely may, in fact, have been uh, conducted. All I can tell you at this point is that... Uh, this is being investigated very, very carefully. I just got the information. I am also looking into it. And quite frankly, uh, at this point, uh, all I can say is, boy, am I going to be glad when this thing is finally laid to rest. Yeah. Now, we'll have a lot of that information over at the Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com in the days to come. And hopefully that will be the end of it. It won't just raise other hornets in the nest. But you never know. Sure. Now, the other question I would have is that if we've got people like Ambrogno rolling around, and I want to have you discuss that email, that post in a message board in a moment, how many other secret fakers do we have out there who also talk about phony credentials, phony experience, phony evidence? Well, that's that's one thing about... <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about this field, Gene and Chris, and you guys both know this as well as I do, that you never cease to be amazed at what 
peccadillo is going to pop out next. You know what I'm saying? Uh, over the years, you know, back in the early days of, of UFO magazine, when I was the director of research, I did not go out looking, okay, to expose uh, people. That was not and never was my intent. But I felt then, and, and still, I mean, if I'm being honest, I still feel this way today, that nobody, nobody, especially in areas that we would love to have become involved in mainstream science, no one would ever dare to publicly affiliate themselves with this field until these people are, in fact, cleaned out. Uh, and that will, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, I don't think that will ever happen. And my reason for saying that is, is quite simple. Anybody, any Tom, Dick, Harry, or Jane can hang up a sign and have and call themselves an investigator or a hypnotherapist or God knows what else. And anybody can go out, find a media spotlight, and spout nonsense. And it happens on a daily basis. Uh, not to necessarily name names and point. Oh, come on, Don. Go ahead. Go ahead. Name some names. A perfect case in point would be Dr. Stephen Greer. And a number of times mm -hmm. he's held press conferences back. And his inability to vet people that he is passing off as experts, hoping to get things like congressional inquiries. Uh, and when you start to look at some of these people and examine, I mean, hell, it's common sense. You know, if, if I had a group of people that I was touting as being former experts, as jet pilots, as scientists, physicists, uh, somebody that worked in, in a secret area of the government that now years later is going forward, okay, with information that alleges that, for example, there's contact by the U.S. government with extraterrestrial entities. I am going to vet these people to the nth degree. But, of course, he does, and that's another bugaboo we've had with people like Stephen Bassett and of course, Greer and all these other people. We have Don Ecker on the show. He vets everyone, even us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see 
see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. The number one secret to having great health and long life is having high levels of glutathione. This master antioxidant is required by your body to stop free radicals, keep cells young, remove chemical and heavy metal toxins, support immunity, support liver functions, stop inflammation, and much more. The results of optimal levels of glutathione in your body are more mental and physical energy, stronger immune system, greater endurance, and more. Do you know the number one secret superfood that helps increase your glutathione levels by 64% or more? It's unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. This health food is amazing in its ability to do so much for virtually everyone. Introducing One World Whey, an industry-first unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Are you tired of spending money for metal canning lids year after year? Then stop. Stop buying metal lids and get Tatler reusable canning lids. Made of USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, Tatler canning lids let you safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways that contain BPA, but Tatler canning lids are indefinitely reusable and guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning and contain no BPA. Tatler lids are dishwasher safe, perfect for standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars, and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders by phone at 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's 1-877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's reusablecanninglids.com. Tatler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast, because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. It's vetting time on the Paracast. Don Ecker's our guest. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. So 
obviously we have situations like a Stephen Greer and, of course, a Steve Bassett. They put people on the stage. They put good people on the stage. They put people who are questionable on the stage. They don't care. Well, I have, have a very good friend out here who back in the 1960s, was in the U.S. Air Force as an electronic technician. Uh, at one point, we were collaborating. Uh, you know, for years, I've been off and on working on lunar phenomenon, Gene, Chris. You guys are both aware of that. I have, through the years, uncovered some absolutely uh, amazing photographic evidence from, of all places, early NASA lunar missions. You know, Don, I really want to go into this because one of the personal crusades I've begun is to work with people who have petitions to send to the authorities to kind of restore the space program. I want to go into this, but I want to go back to one more thing, maybe the coda of the Phil Ambrogno story. There is a posting he allegedly put on a certain message board that will go unnamed, now, even before that, he sent an email to some people who put on a online podcast where he says the MIT degree was sealed. You know, it's kind of like a juvenile, you know, a juvenile is convicted of a petty crime. So the authorities say, okay, let's give this person a chance to become an adult, get themselves together. They sealed the record. But we have Phil Imbrogno claiming his record was sealed in that one letter. Sounds then like, we have, like Bob Lazar. <laughs> yeah, Bob Lazar is sealed all the records of his presence. Yeah, he, he claimed he was uh, at MIT, too, if I remember. Yeah, what is it about MIT? I wonder also, can MIT have legal action, institute legal action against people who go about claiming this affiliation? But okay, so we have that letter of a sealed degree, and then we have this thing that was posted in that message board. Would you discuss it for us, Don? Yeah. You see, when, when I was conducting my research into Imbrogno, I didn't do it behind his back, okay? I sent him a uh, very short but concise note to his, uh, his email. I, I know he got it. Uh, it never bounced back. And I basically said uh, to him, look, I'm, I'm vetting these special forces claims that you've made and uh you know in light of all the other problems you're having with your academic credentials uh now is your opportunity before you know i i publish this to contact me and basically give me any mitigating circumstances or anything else well he never did he never never bothered to uh uh, to contact me in any manner or form. This other area that you're talking about, this other uh, board, somebody had sent me the link to that, and I was was waiting through these uh, these messages, and there were there were quite a few up there discussing this thing, and uh, this other radio program basically had been in touch with Imbrogno. He had been in, in touch with them. And isn't it strange how he never contacted us? Didn't contact well, me, didn't contact Chris? Nothing. Knowing that this is happening, this is 
blowing up around him. He didn't even contact Rosemary. I mean, his co-author on a book that's supposed to be coming out in October. I mean, this is really tawdry. Uh, it's it's very um, dis dis. I, I mean, it's I'm disgusted by this whole thing. It's like how you know the hubris. Uh, the Give me a word here. I'm just I'm I'm baffled that that well we have seven. He could words get away with this say. for so long. Well, yeah, this uh, you know, and and hey, look, you you guys are upset. How do you think I felt? And you know, I I had also uh, always been very complimentary uh, toward you know the work that I thought uh, he was conducting. I mean, this this is something that uh, and you know. If you get right down to it, hey, look, I've been over backwards to try to uh, give him an opportunity to uh, explain anything he wanted to explain or anything else about this. And he didn't uh, he didn't take advantage of that. So the day it was either the day that my uh, article was published up on the Paracast or the very next day up on this website. And incidentally, there, there is a link in the Dark Matters forum on the Paracast in this message thread where you can, you can go and read it. And, and a couple of people have even copied and, and pasted it. Okay. But here this message popped up that stated that, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is Phil, you know who. And I wanted to respond to all of this before my Internet is shut down. And basically, he goes on to say that, in essence, you know, you people, I, I, I conducted all this business about MIT and everything because I knew you people, for the most part, are, are too stupid to uh, do anything except sit around. You want to read stuff and be scared. So, hey, I gave you stuff to sit around and read and be scared over. And it was, it basically was his thumbing his nose at the public, all the people that purchased his books, that held him in high esteem, high regard, as a legitimate researcher. But then if, now I, I must stress, okay, I must stress that if this in fact was in Brogno, and I kind of think it may be, I'm, I'm leaning toward the possibility that it, in fact, was him. I heard his voice very clearly in parts of this. Is it possible somebody really smart about the voices of one's writing faked this? Anything is possible, Gene. Sure, anything is possible. But he directed part of this to me, or at least to Don. This is what he said. One last thing, Don. You are a great guy if you want my military record DD-214. It will show I was a medic in the Air Force and did a tour in Indochina. It might show I was attached to the Army for a while, but I don't know when and where. It was all pretty disorganized. I was part of a specialty-trained group of medics, much more than a corpsman, more than a nurse, but less than a doctor. I was primarily stationed in Thailand, but was attached to a number of army units over the tour. I believe I was in every country in the area. 
and then he he says something that is very bizarre and i I'll, I'll tell you one of the reasons that i I think this in fact may have been him was because somebody else that knew him very well told me that he had relayed this story to them, okay, is that at one point I was punished and Article 15 and had to run the venereal disease clinic for a week. How appropriate. You know, now when I read that and I thought, well, if this is in fact from him, okay, then I, I would have to guess that the pressure got to him and he had to be in his third or fourth bottle of Merlot when he, when he was writing this thing. Because yeah, the typos and the misspellings were a little... Uh, hmm. Yeah, a little, little pointed, a little rough, and uh, it, it was a real rambling diatribe. So, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe, as you say, just frustration. But you say those particular ideas and information about his military background, that's what rings true. It seems to be his voice. Well, the fact that I, I think it's it's possible that it was actually him that did it. Yeah. Now you know I he had my telephone number, and he uh, he has my email address, and you know I'll just be uh, I'll be very uh, upfront with what I think has happened. Now he got caught. He's embarrassed. Not only embarrassed, he's he's shamed, should be rightfully so, and uh, he's basically running away and hiding now. And I seriously doubt that uh, we're going to hear anything from uh, from him anytime soon. I could be wrong, but but that would be my guess at this point. Sometimes people unfortunately resurface after being exposed a few years later. We have Don well, Ecker joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right. Every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're in the final hour with Don Ecker. He's host of a radio show called Dark Matters. You go to darkmattersradio.com, you find more information. Is that correct, Don? Yes, sir. Dark Matters Radio. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien, exploring the fakes, the frauds. 
in the UFO field. Now, fake credentials aren't unusual. I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Butch Witkowski from Pennsylvania. I, I can tell you all about him, yeah. Okay. He's somebody else who claimed to have certain credentials, such as being a police officer. And then we heard from a private investigator it was all a fake. Now, Butch had been on the Paracast once some years back, and we gave him a good reception. He seemed to be a reasonable person with reasonable background. And I wrote him and said, would you want to defend yourself? And he says, no, I'm getting out of the field. I've given it up, going to spend time with my family. Then a few months later, he resurfaces, going to be at a UFO convention. What do you know about him? Well, as a matter of fact, I have a phonied up photograph from Wachowski showing himself in a police uniform. And I also have his criminal record. Oh? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have his criminal record. I haven't really done anything with this. The guy's not out here. I haven't had any contact with him. I've had nobody that has basically, you know, even discussed him. Uh, he was kind of a flash in the pan. If you remember, right after he was on the Paracast and you interviewed him, part of what he was talking about dealt with human mutilations. Now, back in the very, very early days of my involvement in the UFO field, you may recall, and I know, Chris, you do because we've discussed it, that in those early days, I was known primarily for my research into mutilations and more specifically the phenomenon of human mutilations. And as a matter of fact, Wachowski talked about that in a note that he had put up there. And he had uh, recounted several cases, purported cases that had been in the field for a long time that I knew to be absolute bunk. One of them involved a mutilation that allegedly happened down in White Sands. That was totally, you know, that was totally fabricated. And then he also recounted another infamous case from the early days, the very dawn of the dark age of ufology, if you will, back during uh, the time that John Lear came out with his original Lear document paper in 88, 89. This involved a, once again, now listen closely, another quote-unquote Green Beret captain by the name of William English that had been on a clandestine operation into Laos to recover bodies from a downed B-52 bomber that had been knocked down by a UFO, and the bodies were mutilated. And they were still strapped in their seats, supposedly. Right. Well, okay. Now, I knew this guy, Bill English. I knew from the get-go that this guy was as phony as a $3 bill. He was originally touted by Lear. I knew within ah, five minutes after physically meeting him, he was, uh, was at Vegas in 89 at the MUFON Symposium. The guy that brought him there was a fellow by the name of Dick Scheffler. I've known Dick for also, you know, many, many, many years. And uh, after uh, I talked to this guy and I told, uh, I told Dick, I said, this guy is uh, not the real deal. And basically then everything about him fell apart. 
and I could go on and on into this, but English was another, was another guy that basically disappeared from the uh, UFO field. So, uh, you know, these flash-in-the-pan uh, extraordinary stories periodically, they do pop up. And uh, if you know what you're doing, usually you can make a determination on whether yeah. there's something there or not. But I told Wachowski about this. Now, I talked to uh, Wachowski on the phone and also ended up bringing him on Dark Matters Radio. And then I was contacted by the same private investigator, Gene, that uh, was in touch with you. Right. And I told this guy, I said, uh, now, what is it you're telling me? Because at, the, at that point, Wachowski was starting to make a name for himself in a case of uh, a hunter back in, in Pennsylvania that, according to what he was saying at the time, was an alleged mutilation victim. And I said, uh, well, okay, hey, I'll tell you what, I'd be very interested in taking a a look at, at what you've dug up, if you would be so kind as to uh, send me, excuse me, your information. He did, and I started uh, going through this, and it was, uh, believe me, just another case of, of total garbage. There you go. Another one down the dust, down the drain. <laughs> it's yeah, no wonder yeah. people like you <laughs> want to give up UFO research, but, you know, you were on the Paracast a couple of years back announcing your retirement from the field this was ahead of resuming your radio show. Right. And now you're investigating these people like Phil and Brogno. So you're never going to give it up, are you? I, I feel like Michael Corleone, you know? Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. And that, unfortunately, is what happened. But I'll tell you what, after, <laughs> after this is said and done, man, I'm, I'm stepping back. Because this is no fun. This, this oh. entire stolen valor thing, I was shocked. And, and I mean this. And, and, hey, you guys can go up and, and read a note that I, I put up there. And that, yeah, I said, you, you guys probably read that note that I put up in the thread after I published my paper where I just totally expressed my disgust over this. Because, you know, it drug up feelings and emotions out of me that I've been trying to bury for over 30 years, uh, especially in, in connection with the Stolen Valor Vietnam thing. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it, it, I'm just now starting to feel human again after this is all said and done because I, I was stomping around here like a bear uh, with a sore body part, you know, for days. My wife would tell you <laughs> this, this really became uh, aggravating. Yeah, Vicky probably didn't appreciate the uh, the process that you were going through, but I'm sure she she understood it. I mean, this this is big stuff. I mean, most people out there don't realize that uh, those of us that have been involved in this field fairly intensively for the last twenty twenty five years. I mean this this is a this is a low blow, and you know we have to get beyond it. I think it's it's uh, Lance has done a, a great job in reminding us that we need to be self policing. I just hate the thought of having to like vet everybody that we get on the Paracast gene. We're going to have to what you know find out if they're really uh, you know credentialed in the way that they st they state or tout themselves. Uh, well, you know we have to use our citizen investigators out there because we don't have the staff. No radio show except maybe one or two of those big talk show 
the ones where the host gets $400 million a year, they have a staff. The rest of us, even coast to coast, they have a staff of one or two people. That's all. They don't have the staffs to vet every guest. So we need our listeners. Listeners, if you have evidence that any of the guests we bring on are not what they claim to be, send that evidence to me or Chris, news at thepowercast.com, news at thepowercast.com. We'll look it over. We'll send it off even to Lance Moody, have him look it over. Don Ecker, people who have been doing investigations, will try to find out what's going on, and we will report back to you. And we take no prisoners. Obviously, got- we've, we've had people here have been guests on the show, and we gave them a welcome. They turned out to be fakes, and we report that fact. Is nope. this a paid or unpaid position? Uh, alas, it's unpaid. <laughs> we have a budget for the show of now remember, X minus zero. Get, get, you get what you pay for, pal. Unfortunately. Don Ecker joins us. We didn't pay for him, but he's a treasure. Of course, my family said that to me, too, but in my case, they said he's a treasure. Let's bury him. I'm kidding. Bad <laughs> 1940s joke. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Gold. If you listen to the radio, watch TV, or surf the net, you're hearing about gold. Eventually you will ask yourself, is gold right for me? The answer might surprise you. We protect ourselves and our families from many things. Do you have medical insurance? Is your home insured? Do you carry life insurance? How about financial insurance? If you own gold, then the answer is yes. If you don't own gold, the question is why don't you have financial insurance? We put our faith in things we trust. Do you trust the dollar? Do you trust the economy? Do you trust the government? Gold has always been something you can trust. For thousands of years, people have put their faith in gold. Where will you put your faith? Now is the time to protect yourself and your family. Call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. And ask for Jim Parker. Let me help you get started today. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. If you're concerned about radiation poisoning from Japan in the air, water, or food and can't find potassium iodide, go to RestoreYourHealthNow.com and choose Liquid Zeolite. 
Liquid Zeolite is hands down the best product to remove radiation from your body and safely removes toxins, heavy metals, boosts energy levels, and promotes a strong immune system. For fatigue, muscle weakness, headaches, memory loss, influenza, joint pain, or toxic radiation poisoning, use Liquid Zeolite from RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Liquid Zeolite is so powerful it was used to clean up contamination in Chernobyl, yet so gentle you won't even know you're taking it. Liquid Zeolite comes with a money-back guarantee but is only available at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Learn how to get free bottles of Liquid Zeolite at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. That's RestoreYourHealthNow.com or call 800-880-9976. Call 800-880-9976 today and learn how to get free bottles of Liquid Zeolite. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, anti viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com We're back with Don Ecker. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And maybe we should segue from the fakes, the phonies, and the UFO field to go to one of Don Ecker's abiding interests, Lunar Mysteries, And let me just frame this in one way. I've had some discussions, not just here on the PowerCast, on my technology show, the Tech Night Out Live. We talked about what looks to be almost the death of the space program. Back in 1969, we land on the moon. We all expect that by the year 2000 or 2001, we're going to be to the other planets. Never happened. We had the space shuttle, kind of a pathetic continuation of the space program from the 1980s it's dying now there's a petition out there lots of petitions out there to bring back the space program but it looks like nobody in washington has the stomach for it they're busy yapping about deficit reduction that's important not wasting money that's important but they can't find the money to do the most important thing for the human race to explore the stars. I mean, let's get GE to, to uh, you know, let's close some loopholes so a company, a huge conglomerate like GE, pays more than no taxes. I mean, you know, I don't want to get political here, but 
you know, something something ain't right in the way this whole system is set up. And, and there's plenty of money out there. Uh, it just has to be allocated properly. I think more importantly, there's like a, a lack of vision right now uh, in terms of, of space exploration. And we really need to have somebody spearhead a visionary statement or some sort of, of idea to, to, to get us going forward and, and get us out there to see the see the cosmos. How do you feel about all this, Don? And the question, I guess, to ask you with these lunar mysteries of strange things on the moon, what about that oft-repeated rumor that we didn't go back to the moon, that we're not going to go back to the moon? Because remember now, the next step in space exploration is to go to an asteroid and maybe to Mars, not to the moon. Were we warned off? Well, you know, now the moon has always held a deep fascination for me and and i guess i can actually trace it back to uh 62 63 i vividly remember uh president kennedy talking about we were going to send a man to the moon and return him safely you know right very very soon after he took office and when i was 13 years old my parents bought me a telescope for christmas Now, I can remember taking that outside, setting it up in the backyard in uh, December. And I'm I'm from the East Coast, so I mean, you know, when I when I say December, we're talking about 6 inches of snow and uh, that kind of stuff. But I can remember setting that thing up and the first time I looked through that telescope at the moon, I was just transfixed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So when I say that I've had a, uh, a fascination, I'm talking about from when I was, was a kid. And the whole Apollo program, just I, I just watched every launch. I can remember when Chaffee, White, and Grissom died in the Apollo 1 fire. I mean, all that stuff just stuck with me. And the day that we, in fact, landed on the moon, July 20th, 1969, I can remember I was just like I was drifting through the clouds, okay? I was so excited. Now, with all that being said, it wasn't until the early 90s that I really began to, uh, to take a close look at what may, in fact, have been uh, going on behind the scenes. Now, most people, if, if they have no knowledge or very little knowledge about the Apollo program and what we were doing and what was being promised at the time, may think that this is going to sound like uh, so much claptrap. But all you got to do is, and you can do a lot of it online, do a little research on this and and what I'm about to tell you you're going to see I'm telling you the truth. Now what what I started to say several segments ago about one fellow uh we were talking about people being vetted early on uh back in Washington some of these people that were trying to get congressional investigations or hearings being held on the subject of uh UFOs. One of those those folks uh, that's a friend of mine, was invited by one of those groups to go back there. And later, he left in disgust. And I, I don't want to identify him right now. 
Uh, I don't want to embarrass him, but he left in disgust when he told me about all the frauds that he was around at this thing, and he didn't want to be affiliated with that. But this guy had been an electronics technician in the Air Force back in the 60s, and it was on about 66 or 67 when we, and I say we, I'm talking about NASA, was sending several unmanned missions up to the moon to photograph the moon. Now, you, Gene, you may know who I'm talking about. And I have written about him in uh, UFO Magazine a number of years back uh, in some of our, our uh, issues devoted to lunar phenomena. But this fellow was called over to Langley, to an Air Force, a joint Air Force base there, and it's close to Langley, so that should tell you who else was involved, when some of these photographs were first being beamed back to Earth. Now, as he told me, and and I, I vetted this and I also wrote it, as he told me one day his Air Force, his office, now this guy had a, a, a security clearance because... A lot of the equipment that he ended up working on was classified. So he had to, had to have a, a security clearance in order to work on it. And one of their printers that was receiving this telemetry that was being beamed back from the moon had broken down. And he was called up, and he went over there, and he had to be vetted through. I mean, he had to show his security identification and the fact that he had a, a secret clearance, I believe, and all that type of material in order to get in there. When he got back to the room where this printer was, there was one lone Air Force. He called him a worker bee, okay, just some kid that was sitting in there. Had to be there. Everybody else had left because everything shut down with the cessation of this this printer. So he was in there and he was checking and he found out there was a module or two that had to be replaced. And he said it was kind of weird when I was in there, Don, because he said this, I could tell that this technician that uh, had to be in there was really troubled or something. And I said, well, what do you mean he was troubled? He said, well, I could just tell that there was something off. So he said, we, we talked very little because this was a, a classified area. And we'll and have to get into this. Strange technician, who or what he might be. Don Ecker joins us. Gene Steinberg is the host. Chris O'Brien is the co-host. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. 
Local Army-Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits, magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches, first aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bail, and a huge Molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com, the main name in military supply. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. What's cooking at prizekitchen.com? Plenty. Low prices on your favorite kitchen brand appliances, Vitamix blenders, Omega juicers, reverse osmosis systems, and more. Plus, free shipping on it all. Prizekitchen.com gives your family the tools for a healthy lifestyle by eating more fruits and veggies and drinking pure water. Go to prizekitchen.com. Great selection, low prices, free shipping. Prizekitchen.com. We help make healthy lifestyles convenient. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals, including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com, that's Z-E-O-King.com, for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back. Another cliffhanger on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. Our guest is Don Ecker. So fixing the printer, an old-fashioned impact printer, and this guy's there. What's going on? Well, no, it wasn't an impact printer. Okay. What, what, What it was doing... And I'm sure you've probably seen these uh, uh, some of these early lunar photographs. 
that look like they've been put together from a mosaic. They were assembled from disparate photos. Right. Reassembled. As, as the, as the uh, probe was orbiting the moon, and it would scan and photograph. Okay, so this is almost like a fax machine. Yeah, it was sending right. these, these lines of data back to Earth, and uh, this printer, as it would come in, this printer was printing out the photo from the data. Okay. And this is what, what had broken down. So anyway, uh, to get back to the story, so he, he said uh, this kid, I could tell there was something wrong with this guy. He was a young guy, 20, 21 years old. And he said, suddenly, and with, with nothing on my part, I mean, you know, I was just doing my thing. He said, suddenly, this kid turned to me, and he said, you know, we found a base on the moon. And he said, I looked at him, and I said, what? He said, we found a base on the moon. He said, whose? Because, you know, he was automatically thinking Russian, Soviet, Russian, whatever. And uh, he said the kid reached over and pulled out a photograph and handed it to him. And he said, I, I looked at it, and he said, suddenly, I was terrified. And I said, terrified? Why? He said, if somebody would have walked in there and saw that, he said, man, we'd probably all still be in, in prison. And I said, what what would you see? And he said, I saw what looked like buildings, antenna things, you know. And I said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where was this at? And he said, on the far side of the moon. And I said, you mean on the back of the moon? He said, yeah. So anyway, he continued on with his stuff. And uh, quite frankly, he couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. After he got out and he, he went back to his, his base, he said, I sat there and I thought about it for, you know, hours about what I had seen. And he said, then it hit me. Oh, they're going to announce this. They're sure to announce it. So for the next week, you know, he was glued every time he got around the radio expecting this announcement. Well, it never came out. Now, this, this was a story. Now, can I prove that? Absolutely not. But this was one of the stories that really got me onto this thing. Is, is there anything there? So I started doing some research. Now, I had a guy back in the early days of my first radio program that uh, I became friends with by the name of Jim Sylvan. And Jim was uh, a, a longtime researcher into lunar phenomena and he got put on the trail back in the mid uh, 1970s when he read a book that was absolutely a blockbuster but then it was gone almost as soon as it was published by an author by the name of George Leonard and the name of the book was somebody else's on the moon now Leonard had been a civilian scientist and at the cessation of the Apollo program back in 72, after the last man mission, had several scientific friends that had worked in NASA that were part of the Apollo program. And after, you know, they started telling him some stories, he went in there and started getting legally, of course, all legally, a lot of photographs that he could lay his hands on and began assembling this research. Now, this ended up in about 76 with this book 
being published. Now, some of those photographs are mind-blowing. Have, have either of you guys, by chance, read that book? Got a copy, actually. Okay, you, so you've read it. Then you know, you know what Leonard... Yeah, I, I, the Blair Cuspids and the whole idea of obelisks. Uh, there seems to be a system of obelisks on the moon, which may correspond with obelisks that are here uh, on planet Earth. But that's a whole other <laughs> show, but continue, Don. Yeah, well, at any rate, uh, so Jim sent me just, I mean, just gratis, uh, a whole fistful of these photos. And I received them, I started going through them, and I was intrigued. And then I invited him to come on uh, UFOs Tonight, and we ended up doing several shows about this. Well, this launched me on my quest one of the first things I tracked down, and you can find this, incidentally, today online, is a NASA technical report. It's, it's titled NASA TRR-277. Now, this was a report that was put together for NASA by a group of academics that was published in 1968 prior to the man landing on the moon. Now, what it is, is a catalog of reports of lunar events or changes on the moon that was compiled from astronomers globally going back to the year, are you ready for this? Of 1540, all the way back to 1540 and all the way forward to the late 60s. This is by no means a complete report because I am familiar with a number of incidents like with the British Royal Astronomy Society back in the mid to latter 19th century, okay, that for three years was following groupings of light that were on the, the lunar surface that would flare up be there for a while, shut off, and then move. And they literally tracked these, these lights. But the stuff that is in this report, okay, going all the way back to 1540, run the gamut from simple lights showing up. Now, this incidentally is all from professional astronomers, from lights flickering to moving lunar domes, okay? Now, when I started going through this, it suddenly became very apparent to me that NASA was keeping a close eye on what was happening on the moon in preparation for the touchdown of Apollo 11. Now, this is another little-known fact and boy, did I catch a lot of flack when I first announced this, when I discovered this. Are you guys aware that when the first manned missions went to the moon, that they were carrying weapons? They had, they had 45 caliber pistols. They want to shoot the moon men. They saw Radar Men from the Moon, the famous <laughs> movie serial from the 1950s. Remember that? I yeah. think that's the one where Leonard Nimoy, one of his first early roles, he plays an alien. 
appropriate. from the moon. So, in other words, you think they wanted to shoot Leonard Nimoy. Is that what you're telling me? That's not logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I had no idea, Don. That's fascinating. They had nope. actual, like, a forty-five handgun? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, what are the yeah. ballistic characteristics of a forty-five slug going through a vacuum of space? Uh, well, I mean, it, it is a, a chemical reaction. A gunshot is a chemical reaction. Right, but, uh, boy, I'll tell you, it probably has some punch up there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it did. Now, let's get into more of these mysteries in our final segment. We have Don Ecker earlier talking about the fakes and frauds in UFO research, now focusing on incredible lunar mysteries. Incredible they are. Were the lunar explorers in the Apollo locked and loaded? I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and Body Extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and Body Extract for long and healthy life. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future 
temperature and call 1-800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, was it lock and load or what for our first lunar explorers? Don Ecker is talking about the fact they carried 45s with him. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien on the Paracast. This is our final segment, Don, so let's start summarizing it. Okay, so... Anyway, when when I when I made that announcement, boy did I get some some flack about that. People did not believe it. But I had called and had uh, had talked to NASA spokesperson and they admitted readily admitted that yes, they were armed. Well, why were they armed? Well, they were armed because when they returned to Earth, we were afraid that uh, you know, if something happened and they landed in a jungle or something, they should have a gun. So and it's I all said, for here, not for the moon. <laughs> I said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Did the guys on the, on the lunar lander have handguns or yes, yes, just yes. with their handguns in the lunar module? Well, now that, okay. All right. Yes. Uh, that I am not, I don't, I can't speak with authority. That, I'm not, that would be an interesting thing to find out. But but they admitted that, yes, they did. And I said, but wait a minute. Now, the Apollo program, they all landed in the ocean. 75% of the, of the planet is, is water. 75 or, or more percent of the planet is water. Okay? All those, those crab, they weren't landing a shuttle back in those days. It was all water landing. So how would they end up in the jungle? Okay, well that that's where they got they got a little uh, confusing for me. I'm just a simple guy. They're okay. not going to bungle in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm maybe sorry, they, the devil made Maybe me they say wanted that. to land in New Guinea and start a new cargo cult. Yeah, that could be. But but anyway, so I I began for actually for years uh doing some very in-depth research on this. When my intent at that point was to uh, to write a book on on some of these lunar phenomena. Now I realize we're getting very short on time, but one of the most fascinating programs that I ever conducted and interviewed was with a fellow 
by the name of Vito Sicari. And incidentally, that, that program uh, with Vito is available up on the Dark Matters Forum in the Paracast, uh, as well as in my archives. Uh, if you go up to darkmattersradio.com, go into the DMR archives, that program is also there. Now, Sicari was and still is a petrochemical engineer. And he had a fascinating, fascinating story that uh, had happened to him back around 1979 when his company made him available to escort a company that they worked with, an American, but who had been working down in Venezuela, come up for a couple of weeks on business and they made Vito available for this guy. One of the things this guy wanted to do was to go over to NASA to see the moon photos, okay? And uh, lo and behold, when he first got there, he pulled out of his pocket a copy of Leonard's book, Somebody Else's on, on the Moon. And he said, now, Vito, he said, before I tell you anything, he said, I want you to take this home tonight, he said, and read this, or a good chunk of it tonight, and then I'll talk about it with you tomorrow. Well, that was the start of a couple-of-week odyssey of how NASA reacted, NASA being the most public, open government agency there is, right? You remember back in the days when that was always being touted about NASA, the most open agency? And what happened when the taxpayers came to NASA to see these taxpayer photos, okay, that they took on my buck when they went to the moon. Now, the bottom line of this story is when they finally, after a series of misadventures, honest to God, I didn't know whether to cry during that interview or laugh. I And I did a little of both, actually. And you guys, I'm sure, have both heard that show, right? I yes. have not. But, boy, I tell you, Don, you got me. I'm going to go and check it out right away. No, I haven't. Uh, this is fascinating. Yeah, well, this, 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 was, this was one of the most memorable radio interviews. And I've been now, with all these years later, I've probably done well over a 1,000 either hosting or, or being interviewed or whatever. But this was the most memorable show ever. And uh, what they discovered coincided, or what he told me they discovered, I wasn't there, coincided with later what I discovered. Now, I have a photograph that I've been holding now for a number of years that is one of the most astounding photographs I have ever seen. It came from NASA. It was part of one of these unmanned lunar probes that went and photographed the moon. And it shows what can only, and I mean only, be an artificial construction that is protruding through a crater. And you can follow it going over a cliff, what appears to be an artificial pipe, almost like a pipeline. Now, I, I have not let this thing out in, in any venue. I've been trying to hold this back for just the right venue. Several years ago, I was working with a guy, a TV producer, who I thought was uh, pretty serious about doing this. 
And uh, they put together a, a proposal with, I might add, some fairly high-profile people in the Hollywood uh, industry out here, media industry, that unfortunately came to naught. Now, I, I had several hundred hours of working with these guys, all unpaid, I might add, of course. That's how it works in Hollywood. Yeah, all unpaid. Sure. With the promise of, of a payoff at the end, which never happened. But Another hey, promise that always happens in Hollywood. I've been around that block now a few times. But uh, oh this is an absolutely uh, astounding mystery. And, and suddenly, after six missions that, that successfully landed on the moon, billions of dollars spent. The Russians, having spent billions of rubles, and they never even got there, okay? The Russians never even got there. Suddenly, we turn our back on it and say, hey, that's it, we're done. Oh, really? Why? I mean, we, we spent money, we spent lives. Why, why do you think that is, Don? Uh, back to Gene's question. Have we been warned off, do you think? I think it's very possible that, hey, look, for what it's worth, I am convinced that there is some type of operational facility there. Bottom line is, I think, yes, it's very conceivable they, in fact, were warned off. Oh, very interesting. Uh, how about the, was it the Clementine probe that uh, was able to record the acoustic signature, I think, of a meteorite that hit the moon? You know, and- now that, that, the Clementine... Now, that, that is absolutely just for an entire program in itself. I am, am personal friends with the guy that was the uh, administrative assistant to the director of Clementine. Now, think about this. Just let me, let, let's finish the program with this thought. Okay, they, they went to the moon, went back to the moon roughly eh, 20 years after we left the moon. They went back and completely re-photographed the moon, unmanned probe, okay, took several million pictures, completely re-photographing the moon, and most of those have never been released, and it was, gentlemen, not NASA that went back to the moon. No. I'll tell you what, that's the cliffhanger for the next episode. All right. We'll have to do another show about Lunar Mysteries with Don Ecker. Don, tell our listeners where we can find more of the things that you're up to. Well, uh, they can go to the Dark Matters Radio Forum on the Paracast, or they can come to the darkmattersradio.com blog site of mine. And on the forums, it's forum.theparacast.com. Chris O'Brien, where do we find more of your stuff? Right here every Sunday, and I'm also a moderator on the Paracast Forum. That's forum.theparacast.com, and I have a website, ourstrangeplanet.com. Don Ecker, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. My pleasure. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>